Sports at 59 the band Ben and it's Brent Gunning. How's it going? Brent. I'm good. The this is a weird thing to say, but the the power of the World Juniors just overtook me. Yeah. I, I like the announcement came yesterday that we we're gonna have some Leafs on the team. We'll talk about that a little later on, but I don't know what happened. I was just sitting here and maybe it's the fact that uh, I try to not be too talkative in the mornings. You know, I like to like have the right amount of talking before yeah. the show. I'm very, you know, weary of this from co-hosts pa- uh, in the past telling, yelling at me and telling me to be quiet. So I was just like reading a wonderful preview by Ryan Dixon on yeah. sportsnet.ca and it, it just happened. The power of the world juniors took me over. Like we're still like more than a week That's away from it. That's the power of the holidays, I think. No. We're, we're zoning in uh, on can, it. No. A week from Monday, it's Christmas day and you're thinking about sitting sitting down by the fire in front of the Christmas tree opening your presents and then the next day watching Team Canada at the World Juniors. That's yeah, what you're thinking about. No, I think no, the second part, yeah. First part, <sighs> eh, holidays, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Not seeing you? Great. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, yeah so but holidays. Eh, delicious. Yeah, sure. Delectable. Um, yeah, we're doing instead of a turkey this year for for Christmas, mm. we're going to do a roast. I'm I'm often big big roast guy. Not yeah. a big not a big turkey guy. Like if I like, you know, someone's making it, happy to have it, but I would never Seems like a lot of work for meh meat. Yeah, it's okay, but it like needs salt or gravy, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. on a sandwich. You're not just gonna have just turkey on a sandwich. You no. got to throw some mayo on no, there. No, definitely, definitely. That's Ye- good. I'm happy to hear that because yeah, I'm big, big roast guy. Okay, I, I've never done it before, so uh, fingers crossed. I've for got me. a great, got a great rub. It's called. It's even called a Christmas rub that you could put on that roast if you're if you're interested. I don't know if I'd want that. It's that sounds like uh like almost cool. like like cinnamon. Like there no, would no, have no, to no, be no, cinnamon no, no, involved no, no, no. in nope. something. There's not. Cuz I bought There's some, not. some I, Christmas flavored uh creamer for my wife's well, coffee yesterday. I mean, you just shouldn't put things in coffee. It should just be I black. agree. I listen. Okay. She she takes creamer in her in her coffee okay. and she she literally on the list she wrote Christmas flavored. And I was what like, does that what? even mean? I don't know. Fair. But I it, there it was. Okay. Well, and I imagine that there is some element of yeah, cinnamon, cinnamon or mint. Okay, peppermint, yeah. What is what is a Christmas flavored rose? I don't know why. Well, it's not it's not a Christmas they just call it like a Christmas rose. Oh. That's like what it's called, but it's yeah, it's like there's other things in it, but it's like a basis of like horseradish, Dijon mustard, mm. a little thyme okay, in there, rosemary. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Might might need to pass it along. Yeah. Oh, it's really yeah. good. That's I mean, honestly, if I if I'm being honest and Food we'll talk. move on. No, uh, no. Like, yeah. Uh when I when I think about having the roast the yeah. thing that i'm most excited about mm. is the horseradish yeah it's so good oh my because I, I i there's i think the horseradish spice compared to like the chicken wing spice compared right. to like the caribbean spice they're mm-hmm. very way like, different i love as hot a horseradish as you got okay. give it to me all right yeah I, I don't know that i i don't need it to be like as hot as you got no, no, but i want a hot horseradish no, as hot as you got okay uh, as hot as you got when it comes to chicken wing Oh, that's a very different spice. animal. But I, I have like a roadie and I got to have it mild. Yeah. I don't know. There's a different spice happening. There. Yeah, no. No, yeah. I Yeah, like I went to Jamaica for my honeymoon and I was just like the whole time I'm like, <laughs> come on, like don't do this to me. I don't want to be walking around yeah. screaming, milk, yeah. milk. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a bad choice. It would be the only choice. It would be the choice I, I needed there. And yeah, like chicken wings, I can go like... I like I like hot buffalo and stuff, but I don't need your like ghost pepper, whatever. Mm. I'm like, I can do it. I'm a man. Sorry, yeah. I'm I, 40, I, I but should, I don't need that. I should clarify, like the hottest you got, like available at a restaurant, right? right like yeah. who's not ordering the hottest they got yeah. at a restaurant? Because Agreed. no restaurant you go to 
you're not going to hot ones, right? No, like no. I am not. You're like God, on hot ones that would probably suck, but yeah. like going to a restaurant, you got to order. Well, that's hot exactly what I was thinking of. I'm like, mm, I feel like yeah, someone's no. going to put some that's hot sauce te- in front of you. That's a show. Yeah, that's okay. not real. Just making sure. Yeah. Just making sure. All right. Uh, the Raptors. Mm. They, way, way less exciting than Christmas roast and chicken wing talk. Got to be honest. Yeah. So we're not going to get into the minutia their win yesterday over uh, the Atlanta Hawks, who they have again at home, as you rightly pointed out. Very bizarre. Um, what yeah. is what? It, what are the Atlanta? I mean, I know sleeping right now, but like at noon, what do you think? A little Christmas shopping? Like what do like? Yeah, it's we, just such an odd thing. Like you know, players will get there the day before a game, whatever, occasionally, but. To be sitting in a road city for three days or whatever. Like, it's just, it's so odd. I can't. It's very strange. Like, they're obviously going to practice at some point I in think. the city. Yeah, they, yeah. they're, they're going to set up camp, like, as if they're playing a postseason series, series. against yeah. the Raptors in Toronto. Which is just what everyone had drawn up when the season started. Yeah, yeah. well, honestly, it's exactly what, uh, it's cured exactly what's ailed the Raptors um, because they look like a capable offensive team. Mm-hmm. You better, if you're the Toronto Raptors and you shoot the way that you do and you have a game where you shoot 18 of 34 from three, you better win that you basketball game. You have to take advantage. You have to. And, and they did. Uh, so they end the, the four-game losing streak. In fact, with that victory, they leapfrog the Atlanta Hawks into the final play-in tournament spot. Now, Sports are very binary in the year of our Lord, 2023, right? Mm. Like it's either you're a championship team or you're building towards an inevitable championship team and you can you can see the path forward to being a championship team or you're tanking. That's mm-hmm. it. There's like two things that that most sports fans sell themselves Don't on. Don't tell the, anyone in the NHL that, but yes, for the for most yeah, sports, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The NHL <laughs> is, is a little different because of the randomness that, yeah, totally. uh, that occurs in the postseason, but certainly in the NBA yes. where you need to Pick be... Pick a direction. <laughs> you need to either be a top-end postseason team or make the playoffs uh, just barely because your superstar didn't play that much either because <laughs> it was resting a lot or got hurt and then have championship aspirations when yep. you get to the postseason or you're tanking this team like we talked to Michael Grange about yesterday and he wrote about today which I when when something like that happens I always tend to think that like we were you the impetus you did for, it for for bringing that thought to light anyways we talked about yesterday that okay there's there's a Potential to own your own first round pick this season if you end up with the top six pick, but then that means the next year you're doing the same thing. And there's three years that that can yep. occur where that Jakob Pertle first round pick that you sent to San Antonio could get pushed back mm-hmm. uh, another year, another year, another year until it eventually turns into a, a second round pick in four years. But you just want to get it over with. Yes. The reason they were willing to give up a first round pick for Jakob Pertle is because this year's draft class ain't so strong, yep. right? And subsequent draft classes are stronger. So you just want to just rip the Band-Aid off this season. There is no reason to want the Toronto Raptors to tank. My mind does weird things when I'm watching this Raptors team because I know they're no good. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they're not winning a championship. I know that they are... They're hard on the old peepers on occasion. Not Mm -hmm. yesterday. Yesterday accepted. Like, maybe if if you played the Atlanta Hawks more often than not, yeah. You get behind mm-hmm. the aesthetic beauty of the Toronto Raptors. Get ready Raptors. for Friday, baby. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not wired for this, okay? I, I'm, I'm really not. I've been, you know, tank-pilled yep. by North American pro sports. How do you feel about the fact that there is no reason not to root for 
the Raptors to just win these games against teams that are in and around them in the Eastern Conference standings, that that is like actually kind of a big victory for the Raptors and something you should be rooting for. Yeah, I think I think I haven't wavered too much in that the team, it's a weird thing to say about a team sport, but the team almost feels secondary this year to the one guy on the roster that matters. And like, that's a really unfair way to look at it. If you're Pascal Siakam and OG Anobi or Dennis Schroeder, who's been a nice find or the much maligned Jakob Pertl, who they just, just had to go get. And that's yeah. why we have to have these conversations, but it's just all about Scotty Barnes. Every night I watch and I go, is this good for Scotty Barnes? Is this not? And are they going to have to do a reset inevitably should they find out Scotty Barnes is not the guy, merely he's a piece as opposed to the one you should be building around here. Like that is the only lens through which I look at these Raptors games with. And it's because they refuse to pick a lane. If they would just pick a lane and we would have some certainty from the front office, which is the thing we've been again, asking about for the better part of 18 months now, then I'd be able to have more certainty on what I'm looking for, what I'm watching. The only thing I care about when I watch these games is, is this good for Scotty Barnes' development and what does that mean for, for the franchise? But you're thinking about that like in the moment when you're watching whether they're going to win the basketball game or not? Like you're thinking like, hey, oh, oh, oh Raptors like, down okay. five. Okay, okay. swing, I, I swing, like, swing. Uh, yes, honest... I want the shot to fall. But, really? But it does, no, well, what I mean, I, I'm telling you yeah. that when I watch the Raptors down five, like I have to push back from like, oh, that's good. Like, let's see them lose again. Like, let's just no, like, I just can't. like, but no, I'm saying I shouldn't. I'm just saying that I've been, I've been tank pilled yeah. by North American pro sports that my natural reaction mm-hmm. is like, we'll punish this team. Like have right. them lose again. Right. right? Because, <laughs> because they didn't pick a direction because they traded away their first round pick that we all thought was stupid. It's been proven mm-hmm. correct that that was stupid, that this team's going nowhere, that that it's it's almost more like my natural, again, North yeah. American pro sports brain sure. thinks that it's it's probably, it, it, like, for some reason, it's better if they lose the game, even though I know factually it's not. So I, 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 I need to get over that. Like, I, I, I kind of hate myself for for feeling that way watching these games. Maybe it's the fact that the Raptors seem so far removed from being a team of consequence in the like overall conversation of their sport. Like again, like we all watch the games. We care about these things. Like this reason we're talking about is because we do a local show, but they feel so far removed from me from the possibility of, you know, the get the this this plan coming to fruition. And because again, to your point, they have enough quality players on this team that they can't just outright tank. I just find myself mm. honestly, it's a weird thing to say. And I can't believe I'm here in as a 30 some year old man with a mortgage and a child. And like you said, the way we look at sports you have a now, child. but I honestly just find myself watching it more like I'm a kid again. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Like just go win, find a way to, to get it done. And am I going to be frustrated? Am I going to loathe Pascal Siakam seven nights uh, a month? Boy, you bet I am, but I still just can't kind of help myself be when they're, when they're in a game, when they, when they have a chance, like I okay, just, so I that, can't. Th- your natural reaction is the complete opposite of mine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Again, like there is no logical but I feel reason like be to different. root for them to lose. You should actually like if again for the long term future health of this organization. There's only like yeah, win win win. Even even if it just means getting into the play in tournament, yep. you want to convey that pick to the mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs, and then you want it to be as bad a pick as possible, right? Of 
But yeah, you should be you should be actually factually rooting for this Raptors team to win. And yeah, okay, Scotty Barnes with whatever remnants of this team is left in the playing tournament to that point. Boy, and in the Western Conference is a different deal because the the Suns there's some like potentially yep. dangerous teams that are currently mm-hmm. in the play playing tournament uh, position in the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference, holy cow! Like the dregs that are going to be in the the playing tournament at this point. Again, as much as you should be rooting for the Raptors to win, like, does anybody need to see them in yet another play-in tournament game? Last year, both the seven and eight seeds in both the East and Western Conference play-in tournaments won the seven and eight seeds. Um, In fact, the the Atlanta Hawks beat the, the... the eventual Eastern Conference champion Miami Heat in yep. the first playing tournament game and that the Heat had to beat the Bulls to get into uh, the postseason um, last season before making it all the way to the NBA Finals. Like, wh- where are we now uh, a number of years in on the playing tournament considering that the Raptors are right there again at 10 and 14, leapfrogging the Atlanta Hawks by a half game. They're, uh, they're headed... Uh, for a uh, a collision with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first play-in tournament game. Yeah, the Heat kind of ruined my thoughts on the NBA's play-in tournament, to be perfectly honest. And I had no problem with the run they went on. Like, we all got sucked into Jimmy Buckets, and it was great. But my whole argument with why I was totally fine with a play-in tournament in the NBA versus a play-in tournament in the NHL, for example, is that I just assumed that it would never, ever end up mattering. Is that a team that came through the play-in? It's the NBA, after all. We do right. not see this, where an eight seed goes on some run. Now, that's kind of changed in the last couple of years with guys load-managing, but they're trying to get away from all of that. Right. So, I think that, that, that my... I think that my opinion on the play in the heat threw a wrench into it, but I still think I'm good with it because I think it just gives a little something extra. And again, if you're one of these fans who goes, Oh, what are we even doing in here? We should just get the lottery pick then fine. Don't watch the game. But it's like, if you're, we get again, I, I understand the pragmatic thinking. We should all feel this way of having a clear minded view of what's best for the teams we care most about. But every once in a while you do, I think you should try at least to, and it's not hard for me because the caveman brain is very active at all times. But just turn on the caveman brain and just watch your team try to watch them win a game that matters. And I do think there's something mm. to the play-in tournament of all that. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's caveman brain. I think it's like sports, someone immersed in sports, right? That's not just a casual yeah. viewer. There's more than a few people that watch the Raptors like, yeah, once a week. Yep. Uh, once every couple of weeks. Hey, play in tournament game. Maybe I will turn that on or postseason yep. game. And for those people, it's obviously a different feeling than than us who have well, to I wonder, watch it every time they play. I also wonder, like, do we think now that the in season tournament's here, and it was such a, I mean, I think pretty safe to say, rousing success, first edition of it. Mm-hmm. Does that like? I'm just asking this question. I don't have the answer off the top of my head. Do you think that? colors the play-in tournament at all that it's like well the in-season tournament was actually good yeah and now i have to watch you know the raptors and nets or whoever it ends up being yeah uh, maybe i don't know it, it'll be so far removed by the time we get to the play-in tournament yeah. game i and i I, it, I guess it does depend on who you got in there right like For the sure. lakers being in there last year if 
this yeah, year, yeah. you know, again, the Western Conference, look at the teams that are in it right now. The the Suns and the Clippers are both in playing. Rockets, Clippers, Pelicans, Suns. Yeah, Sexy. so that's that's kind of electric. Yeah, yeah. Zion Williamson uh, and the, all the controversies surrounding God, uh, that, the, the we, type of foods he okay, eats. Okay, you, you mentioned it quickly. Stephen A. Smith going on TV, <laughs> if anybody missed this, and saying, there are chefs in New Orleans that are dying to meet him. <laughs> like He's like a Messiah-type figure. They think he's just like, oh, I'm going to touch Zion. He's going to know how good I could cook just through a handshake. He'll know that that story is incredible. And Zion really feels like one of the all time, like he's going to be one of this generation's great, like what ifs. And it's not even that he won't do anything. It's like, I'm not ruling that out completely, but my God, what if, could you imagine if again, he, according to Stephen A. Smith's reporting, wasn't just constantly glad heading with chefs at New Orleans 24. I mean, (laughs) if he needs more motivation to try and stay healthy, like I'm sure if you ask Zion Williamson, he wouldn't say like, yeah, I just don't care about my career. And, right. and I think his explanation would be like, no, I think I'm doing my best here, but I think I can I can make it work. Now, evidence would suggest that, yeah, like he hasn't been able to stay on the court. Mm-hmm. And part of that uh, might yeah. have something to do with the, yeah, his conditioning and the way he eats. But boy, wouldn't it be something if Zion could could uh, prove the, the haters wrong and and succeed at that weight I, in that condition? I will say it is jarring. Like I just saw, and you know, it's like we all... Uh, you know, I should not be the one making this comment. It's like, we've all seen pictures of ourselves and you got some good light and you got yeah. some bad lights, good angles, there's bad angles, but you go look at some of the pictures of younger Zion, like Duke Zion. And, you know, again, it's not like he was slim and trim and this picture of, of like, you know, he was not Dwight Howard in, in his prime ever, mm-hmm. but it was a very different guy even, even then. And, you know, I, it's like, who, who cares in the grand scheme of things like if Zion Williamson, but it's also just the money of it all. Like I'm just looking it up. It's like when you've, when you got guaranteed 34 million bucks a year and you're 22 years old, it's clearly like, how can you say, Oh, it's not working for me. I got to change what I'm doing here. And I know you want team success, but man, it's just, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we would think about it. (laughs) I guess the hope would be that if you're a professional athlete, if you've been, viewed as as one of the great prospects for years and years and years and years and years and you know people falling over themselves to get in position to win the lottery and take you first overall and you were always going to get your money either way that you would think about hey things outside of the money and and being an all-time great but no he's a lot closer to you and me (laughs) than say lebron james yeah Uh, so speaking of the money uh so far career earnings uh just over 77 million uh by the time the contract he just signed or is about to kick in is done it'll be 240 by the time he's done so yeah i don't know it would be personally me i know it would be like i have enough time going to the gym as is it's like if i had 240 million dollars in the bank Boy, it'd be tough for me. And again, like he's working. It's not to say he's not, but God, it's just, it's frustrating. Uh, could you imagine being a Pelicans fan? Like, mm. We talk about the lack of direction for this Raptors team. What are you going to do? At least it's, it's questions with Zion. It's just, you're pointing at him and going, oh mm-hmm. my God, there has to be a better version of this. Yeah, weird. Uh, for Warriors fans, they're, they're thinking about a couple of things. One is like, can Clay Thompson, can Andrew Wiggins be productive basketball yeah. players yet again? And secondarily, when are we going to see Draymond Green again? Suspended indefinitely for hitting Yusuf Nurkic uh, in the head. Indefinitely. So there's there's there has not been a number attached to this. So 
Technically, only the, the fourth league-issued suspension of his career. Uh, so, obviously, Game 5 of the 2015 Finals was pretty important, pretty significant event. Thank you, Draymond, by the way. <laughs> uh, suspended for uh, exceeding the season tech limit and then suspended for five games earlier this season for putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock, which was hilarious. Also, right, like, you, you got to talk about, when you're talking about the uh, Draymond Green of it all, yeah. 163 technical fouls, over a million dollars in fines throughout the course of his career. So this is the the wording, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Draymond Green, Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy Jr., and Green's agent Rich Paul of Clutch Sports are expected to meet Thursday to discuss a path of counseling and help for Green to move forward. So we're, we're, we're talking about this player... And and his hitting of another player mm-hmm. during the course of a basketball game. Yeah, we should probably mention he also punched one of his uh, teammates in the face in practice. Okay. Yeah. And he was, and that was a team issued suspension. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm talking. No, no, about no. It. I know. It's just like if we're going to talk about the run of right. uh, things, it's kind but of I, important. I, but I actually do view that differently. Okay. But and maybe this isn't a long conversation, but I will say that the way this has been worded, the mm-hmm. way this has been discussed. Cracks me up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because like there, we've seen some some things that deserve like indefinite suspensions. Where you're like, oh my god, what mm-hmm. what is what is wrong with you? Like, we really need to evaluate your place in the sporting landscape and and whether you can continue. And you got to demonstrate that things are are going to be different going forward. As much as I think that's a brutal and 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 dirty play, mm-hmm. and there's been plenty of them throughout the course of Draymond Green's career. Yep. It's also not something we've never seen before. We've seen people, you know, take liberties, hitting people in the head. We've seen he's not the only guy to kick people in the balls. Yep. We've seen that multiple times. Oh, yeah. It is still, like, not a basketball play, but something that is like, not foreign to see on an NBA court. Why are we treating him as if, like, he brought a gun to, like, the the – the Chase Center court. Like, why, yeah. why, are we, why are we treating him as if he needs, like, he needs to see a, a mental professional? No, he's just a dirty player, and he's done a lot of dirty things. Let's just give him a 20-game suspension. And for all the kids in the car, that that did happen, yeah. by the way. Gilbert Arenas did did do that. I know he's great on podcasts now, but, boy, we feel very differently about him than we did uh, during his playing days. To me, this just reeks of getting ahead and in front of whatever the inevitable suspension is. It's like, if you're going to say, Hey, look, I'm, I am trying to better myself. I like, do I roll my no, eyes? But this isn't from him. Like he's notably after hitting Nurkic in the face that I don't apologize. Like I'm not a guy that apologizes. Because I think that if you, the only way you're going to be able to, you can't, Everyone sees what's happened here. We all see. It's like, yeah, guy sees red sometimes, loses his temper, does the the accidental, oh, didn't see if I did that. Like, we've all seen this happen. When it happens to you, three, four, five, six, seven, again, like you just ran down the run of things that happen. Then I the think, suspensions get longer, but they just become, they're just normal suspensions. It's not like, oh, well, you got to go over here now. Like, you're banned from the league because you hit somebody I don't in the think head. You, I don't think it needs to be banned from the league. But, like, but, this is like, it, it indicates like, oh, maybe it's like a season-long suspension. Like, I, no. Yeah, just give him a twenty-game suspension. Well, I think the I think the reason they suspend him indefinitely is because if you're going to suspend, let's say it's twenty games, right? I don't think you want to 
Again, there are legalities in all this. You are going to set some type of precedent. I, I think you can still suspend him for 20 games if you suspend him indefinitely. This just gives you the the time to exhale, the time to get all your ducks in a row. If they wanted to announce a 20-game suspension and they were sitting there going, hey, should it be 15? Should it be 25? Should it be 50? Mm-hmm. Then I, if I'm sitting in the room, I go, um... Could we just suspend him indefinitely and then have that argument for the better part of a week and a half or however long? Get the lawyers involved. Like the CB, like there's so much more that goes into this that when I see indefinite suspension, I just look at it as, all right, it's like, let's give ourselves some time to figure out what we want to do here. This isn't, I don't think indefinite suspension is. We have no idea how to handle this. It could be a well, game. It could be 40. Okay, I don't think that's what's right. happening. Maybe that's not the thing that irks me the most. The, it's like the counseling thing. It's like Draymond's got to like see a mental profession, a mental health professional here. Yeah. Like he's got to demonstrate to us that he's a changed player. What? No. Like this is the Draymond Green experience. Why would the Warriors want a Draymond Green back that didn't have like obviously we would prefer that he toned down a little yeah, bit they because in, in the game games five. that yeah. in the games that he's been suspended or ejected in I think they're like two and six this season and and for a team that's going to be life and death to make the play in tournament like yeah obviously prefer to have him in the lineup it's just to me it's like it, it just we're we're talking about it as if it's not a sports thing like it's it's a sports thing Draymond Green is like he requires yeah. that that element of his game to be as successful as he is. Like, this is a guy with not yeah. exactly a strong draft pedigree mm-hmm. who's emerged into this Hall of Fame player on the strength of, yeah, being this guy that can summon the the extra uh, uh, emotional motivation, which occasionally crosses yeah. the line, and that's bad. And when that happens, he gets ejected and he gets suspended. But that's it. Like, it's, it's he doesn't need to... Do we really want Draymond Green to have, like, a come-to-Jesus well, moment okay. where he talks to, like, a, a shrink who's like, hey, Draymond, the, here's the reason why right. you're you're hitting people in the face and putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock is because, you know, you have un, uh, undealt with uh, childhood trauma. Like, right. no, it's just a... He's a dirty basketball player, and when he does the dirty things, he gets ejected and suspended. It's nothing more than that. Okay, so basketball doesn't necessarily have a history. Like, I mean, they have a longer throughout its its run history of, like, Oakleys and stuff, but there yeah. hasn't been a recent history of, like, this kind of character in the game. So it'll shock you where my mind immediately goes with this, but it's like we do have these characters yes. in the NHL. And guess what? When the Matt Cooks of the world mm-hmm. have the three, four, five, six, the well, Rappi Torres. And also there's like a more, like the other yep. people are getting seriously injured. The, well, right? that's, that's the difference. So it's like, okay, but as, here's as the much diff- as Stephen but, Adams is like, that really hurt my right, balls. Right, right. Like Stephen Adams isn't laid up in the hospital for a month. And that's why we take it more seriously. But what do those players say? They go, well, you know, I got to talk. I got to look at the way I play the game. And guess what? Matt Cook came back and was not any different a player. Rafi Torres, he didn't come back. But mm-hmm. if he would have, I don't think he would have really been that different of a player. It's lip service. It's semantics. I guess the difference, I think I finally hit on what the difference is, is that you see that and take it at face value and you think Draymond Green's sitting there crying about his childhood or whatever. And I'm going, oh, no, I mean, he's obviously just going to go like pay lip service to this idea and move on or the league thinks he need to pay lip service to it. I don't look at it as an actual thing that happens. I don't think it's capital C counseling. Like, you know, someone needs to deal with, with their real life. I just look at this as what you say when a player gets a, it's like, but why do you need to say it? Like, well, again, this is not Matt cook. This is not like, Hey, Yusuf Nurkic. Like he went down in the moment. He's, he's fine. Like he, he got open hand hit in the head. Right. And yeah. Okay. Rudy Gobert got in a headlock. Like I don't, he didn't actually well, he remove like, his head from his body again in the grant 
it's a basketball fight. Like, yes, you're right. Nothing is actually going to happen. But in that sport, that is crossing the line to the extent. Like, when was the last time you saw, like, the Nurkic thing? The, the Nurkic thing is him paying a price that a normal person would not pay because of the run of actions he's had to this, which, again, I got no problem with. No, I have no problem I don't with even think, serving a 20-game suspension. And I'm... It's weird that we're it's it's funny because I'm not even there. I don't know that he needs to be suspended for 20 games, but if they want to, that is all fine fine and good with me. But I just look at the the kind of counseling part of it or whatever is like I just immediately hear that as lip service and just throw it away. I guess that's the difference between how you and I, I look at okay. it. Okay, I, I hear indefinite suspension. I hear about counseling. And I'm like, oh, well, that's something like what that person did. Like, I don't I don't think I want to see that again. Like, I the, the, that person needs to change because they are ruining my sporting right. enjoyment. Well, okay. This I, is... Draymond Green in, enhances my sporting enjoyment. I need more Dray- Draymond Green in basketball games right. is entertaining. I need it, right? And like even Warriors fans, as much as they yeah. load the sideshow part of it, and boy, could they have had a longer run with Kevin Dur- Durant if, in fact, Draymond was a little more uh, within the lines. Yeah, maybe they uh, wouldn't have had him if you didn't call him crying from the parking lot, yeah, though, to recruit him. That's true. So there's the, yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword there. But yeah, no, the NBA is better with Draymond Green in it, is my point. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think, you know what, I, I finally realized what this is. It's just like twice this, now. Yeah, well, this is just, this is what people do when they get pushed to a point. They're like, okay, I'm going to reflect. I'm going to be different. I'm going to look at my own internal demons. It's like Draymond Green didn't do this, but it's like it wouldn't be the first time we've seen someone go, oh, I got caught doing X, Y, or Z. Um, I have mental problems, and I drink too much, yeah, and I need to step away from do that. Do you like, expect that to happen from Draymond? No, 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 I, I, I don't. I, I hope it doesn't. Of I hope course he, not. I hope he comes back and says, you know what? Like, so, like, I, yeah. Well, first of all, he has to admit he – it, what would be a major departure is if he admitted culpability, which he didn't do in the moment. He didn't accept responsibility for Nurkic. He said, you know, like sometimes I try and sell a call yeah. by flailing my arms. Like clearly he intentionally hit Nurkic yep. in the face. But yeah, what I would like him to say is like, I don't need counseling. Like I'm a player that plays on the edge and a couple of times I've gone over the edge and notably it's it's, it's in significant moments mm-hmm. hurt my team and I'm yep. regretful for that. But I'm not going to change who I am because I'm this person, I'm a, a Hall of Fame type player, one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the sport because of the things that sometimes push me over the line. I'm not going to change that. Yeah, I think that we'll hear something along those lines, but I think he'll pay lip service to the idea of using the time, the, whatever I time. Not. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen because me- I think that's, I th- this is all part and parcel of the indefinite suspension is it's going to be a like, hey, we need to get you on record as you being different. I, know, like, but I this think is that's going to be point. all part and parcel of but it. This, this, this is like what I'm talking about here, right? That I think that that's stupid. And that's a sign of the 2023 of it all. That like people have to talk about Draymond Green hitting Yusuf Nurkic in the face as if it's some societal failing. That this person needs to be rehabilitated right. as a human being. No. Where it's just, this is, is it like Draymond Green? You know what? The Jordan Poole thing is different. Although like... Who doesn't think the Jordan Poole thing was probably justified considering what Jordan Poole has become since then and what it was likely over? Yeah. Okay. I just want everyone to hear that Ben told me how he wants me to resolve all of the disputes between I, us. I, occasionally, somebody needs a wake-up call. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this is just a sports thing. Like, okay, Draymond Green is not... Like, if Draymond Green in real life was getting right. in fights at the grocery store, sure. holy cow. Of like, course. Yeah, counseling yeah. required. So, again, it, 
Matt Cook, like, I'm not going to pretend to know what he was or wasn't as a human. It's like it was an issue on the ice. He needed to change mm-hmm. the way he played. He didn't need to change who, who he, again, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Same with Draymond Green. I don't know. Like, maybe bad dude, maybe not. Not going to pretend to know one way or another. All right, when we come back, Leafs back at home to uh, host the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. Uh, what's this regular season about for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Because, okay, it's obviously about making the playoffs. It does feel like that's getting closer to being fait accompli uh, as it has been for the majority of the uh, last seven years with this team. We'll talk about that and more next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show, Sports at 590, the Fan Drawn Hockey tonight. Sportsnet Ontario. Who doggy. Love it. Uh, Hockey Central starts at 6.30. Puck drop after 7 o'clock. Scotiabank Arena. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, <laughs> Leafs, Jackets. For the first time this season, Jackets still dead last in the Metro. Um, after it looked like they had kind of resurrected their season. They, no, they, they stink. Mm-hmm. Not is, good. They're kind of a bit of an anomaly as well. I was looking into the numbers a bit. Because, man... I look at a bad team and I'm like, what's what's the likely scenario here? You probably have bad goaltending. It's mm-hmm. got to be part of it. Actually, no, they're they've actually got a, a higher team save percentage than the Leafs at, yeah. at 906 than the Leafs at 904. The problem is they're still fourth worst in the NHL, allowing three and a half goals per game. So they've, um, I mean, you just add that up. Like that's mm-hmm. a pretty easy formula to figure out. You get good goaltending, but still allowing too many goals. Mm-hmm. They've allowed the second most shots on goal mm. <laughs> in the NHL to this point. Team defense, the problem for the Columbus Blue Jackets, which seems worse than like the one, uh, the one issue problem that the Oilers were having right. seemingly this season of just like otherworldly bad goaltending. No, the Blue Jackets actually are getting above average goaltending. They just stink. Yeah, that doesn't overly surprise me. I was I was doing a little I was doing a little perusing of of cap friendly as I'm I'm want to do before the show today. Just looking at all of the, you know, the also rans, the bottom feeders, the teams that should be looking to sell pieces and they're just there ain't anybody you really want back there. Like, okay, Zach Warinsky, it's like you don't want him for nine five that yeah. he that he makes. It's like uh I don't think Provorov's coming to Toronto. I, I you know, maybe maybe different with Dubis not here and Tre living in charge. I still don't think they're gonna be signing up. Not allowed uh, to have those to bring to the bring, warm up jerseys anymore. I don't I still don't think they're 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 signing up for for that. And then it's okay, Eric Branson, who won't be playing tonight after his maiming of uh, uh of I'm trying to remember who he's Nick, uh, Nick Cousins, that's right. Oh, uh now Leaf Hero, Eric mm-hmm. Branson for for maiming Nick Cousins in that way. Yeah, it's just a bad, bad blue line. Then a bunch of guys that that aren't going to help you up front. I mean, we know what this team is. It's Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Laine, and that's why they're a terrible defensive team. I mean, like Adam Fantilli is a player we all think is going to be good. He has already had some incredible, incredible moments early on in his career. He's 19 years old, so you can't exactly count on him to be that guy. They have some other pieces I'd like, like when everything was happening with the, when everything was happening with Babcock, 
And it was, oh, Boone Jenner actually signed off on this. I was wondering if they were going to be able to, like, pry him away as kind of that perfect 3C. He's banged up, not even playing right now for them, and that's another guy who does give him some of that defensive conscience. So, no, not an overly stout defensive team, Ben. No, um, but, yeah, just like... The Leafs always surprise you when they're not supposed to win. Oh, yeah. Maybe tonight. They also are very capable oh. of the opposite when it looks like there's something right on a silver platter. Yeah. They're they oftentimes unable to take it. That being said, they've got a, a point in seven straight. Uh, they have one regulation loss over the last month, so looking for an eight straight game with the, at least a point. They are firmly entrenched in the race for the top seed in the Atlantic Division as the Bruins uh, are sitting on 40 points through 27 games. The Leafs, 35 points through 26 games, so five points back, and they have a game in hand. So that's that's very much a possibility that they finish the top the division, and that's clearly something you're interested in this regular season. Hey, um, it's never happened before in this Austin Matthews era that mm-hmm. they finish atop the division. Wouldn't that be a coup, something... To, to care about in the standings for a team that's so often been home and cooled out, locked into either the two or three seed, and we've like known their postseason opponent for months mm-hmm. and months and months, usually at the end of the regular season. That's also not going to be the case, I don't think, this season with uh, some some a little bit of a changing of the guard in the Atlantic division, whether that's the, the Red Wings yep. or, or the Panthers or whoever. But, okay, outside of that, sure. what is the thing you're most interested in in monitoring watching from this Leafs team during this regular season? Until Joe Wall comes back, there's only one thing to monitor with this group right now, and it's what does Ilya Samsonov look like? You know, we can have all the Martin Jones conversations we want. If it's a good game, we could talk about it. If it's a bad game, we could talk about it, but that's not going to be the guy that decides how this goes in the in the interim until Joe Wall is healthy. I think the most important thing, far and away, more so than the division, I mean, obviously the goaltending will impact their chase for the division, but it's, it's just... Ilya Samsonov. The other things that we talk about on a daily basis, Austin Matthews and the bit of a roller coaster that his seasons can be because he's a goal scorer and they're streaky. Mitch Marner of it all. John Tavares, William Nylander. All of those things that we talk about. Even the other kind of question marks we have. Your Max Domi at three C's of the world. What is Nick Robertson? Is a fit there? Where's the right place for Nyes? All of those are questions, but I think there's several different answers that still lead to a productive team that could potentially go on a run. But if Ilya Samsonov is not like shout out to Allen Iverson circa 2001, if he is not the answer for this team in the immediate future, it could kind of, it can't tank their season, I don't think, because I think Martin Jones would be able to provide some level as a, you know, a buoy for him. But that's the guy they need right now more than anybody else. So it is all about Ilya Samsonov for me. Yeah, over the last five games, he's got a save percentage of 916. So that's that's a, that's immediately following that run of play after the second Lightning game where he was removed. So, like, he's twice this season been removed from Lightning games, and Joseph Wall has mm-hmm. stepped in and, and got the, the Leafs' victories in out uh, of time in those games. Since that, the second one for Samsonov, he's at a 916 save percentage. Save percentage uh, for the entire season of the 2022-23 season was 919. That's pretty good. I, yeah, but it's pretty similar to the guy that we've seen in the last five games. I test. You're, you're Mr. Like goalie yeah. I test. Over the last five games, are you seeing the 2022-23 version of Ilya Samsonov? 
I don't know that we've seen the highest of high for him yet. Like, I feel like we have yet to see the, and part of it has just been, there hasn't been the run of consecutive games at home. Again, like you don't need me to complain about the schedule for the 8,000th time this season, but I think there's part of that. And Sammy was really good at home last year as well. You know, not say he couldn't perform on the road. He like certainly, certainly did, but he was lights out at home. And I think that's the thing that will allow you to, to believe if you're getting lashed year's version of Samson off here again he's gonna get a run of these starts Martin Jones they're gonna need him they're gonna use him but Samson is gonna be treated like not the Leafs number one but a number one in 1996 over this stretch they're gonna use yeah. him if he can go every and game and that's not a back-to-back exactly feels like exactly and so he's that's not been the, the picture of health though either throughout the course of his career and even going back to last year as well yeah and then in the postseason right like yeah, that, that's a real roll of the dice when you've already got a, a goalie out for a month plus. It certainly is, but this is the life of goaltending in the NHL. Like, you're down to your second and third guy right now, and quite honestly, again, like, I know there's been a lot of times we pointed to it and it hasn't been the way you've wanted, but a lot of teams could do worse. You could do a lot worse as your second goalie or potentially first by the time it's all said and done. Like, I'm not, as much as I still think Joe Wall will have the net by the time April rolls around, I'm not remotely ruling out the possibility that this goes so well that Samsonov, you know, doesn't have the net and Joe Wall's just sitting over there rotting, but that Joe Wall's got to earn yeah. some some starts when he comes back. And I think that, I think that, again, it's the point I made when Joe Wall got hurt. It's not good that he's on the shelf, but for Samsonov, this is the best way to get the best version of him when he's not looking over his shoulder. No, I think it's, listen, you can lose your job Due to injury, like Quite, that's well, and, and Joe Wall definitely can. Like, sorry, yeah, kid, yeah, but you yeah. definitely can. Obviously, yeah. Despite the fact that the Leafs would very much like you to be the number one, yeah. Ilya Samsonov is on a bigger ticket, and he's already done it over the course of a regular season and, and a postseason series. And the best news, best news going for Ilya Samsonov: Leafs don't play the Lightning again until April. Yeah, that's, that's... so he can't can't do it. Although maybe Martin <laughs> Jones would be even better than Joe Wall. Yeah, in I, I don't want to try that. Just for the record. Who knows? But yeah, no, Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, hey, listen, that's a fine thing to be interested in. And yeah, it certainly would give you Thanks, a better ben. handle on what this team can do in the postseason, I suppose. Honestly, the thing I'm most interested in. And yeah, team game. You want, again, wins above all else. Hey, can they catch the Bruins? That's, I'm interested. And I know this is the team sport. And maybe, maybe. Maybe the Leafs aren't as focused on this as I am, but I'm just talking about what I'm looking sure. for as a viewer. Like the Austin Matthews chase for another 60-goal season. Mm. Can can he, I don't know, can he get back to the 70-goal pace? Can he, can he win yet another Rocket Richard award? Okay, so Brent, say there is like... Again, no one's going to admit this, and and it's not going to be number one on the list of priorities. Mm-hmm. But like, say there is also a team motivating factor to get Austin Matthews again to the highest possible yep. goal total, considering the narrative that surrounded him last year when he had a paltry forty games. Like, I don't think that that's like a nothing that this guy came out of the shoot with six goals in his first two games. That yeah, a lot of people were wondering what happened to the goal scoring a season ago, and obviously. You know, potential wrist injury that he yep. had actually a medical pr- uh, procedure for in the offseason might have been impactful what there. But I, I think this guy went into the season with something to prove goal scoring wise, and it it started off so well, and yeah, you know, there's some fallow moments, but we're right back to to this guy having a better run up 
uh, than he did a couple of seasons ago when he scored 60 goals. Like, what if that is a motivating factor for this? Is that the worst thing in the world if if those guys go into a game and think, all right, yeah, we want to win the game, but we also want Austin Matthews to continue to rack up points here and goals. I think the way they would think about that is it's almost his job to get to 50, and then it's the team's job to worry about the push to 60 is kind of how it how it feels. Like, you can't, you can't, and I know they're not doing this, but in on December, what's the date today? December 14th, you can't go in a home game against the Jackets and say, you know, you should always be saying we got to feed Matthews, but it can't be about getting him going there. And I'm not saying you're saying mm-hmm. that, but it's if he can continue to do this and get himself to that 50 marker, because again, like I was doing, I'm doing pre and post with Stellick. I'm in the building for so many of those games and the way they're searching for him on the ice, once he got to 55, mm-hmm. 56, it was jarring. The Leafs power play, quite honestly, dried up and turned to dust at the tail end of that because it was all about two feeding. goals in his final game of yeah, the season. Exactly. And then, like, I think that was game 81 because he they, didn't play the final exactly, game. Right? And then they shut her down. And it was all about, and it was against Detroit that he got it there. And it was all about finding a way to get him to 60. So I think that it is a great thing for teams to have that. I think it's kind of one or the other. It almost feels like they'll have the chance to push for the division or they'll have the chance to push for 60. Both is obviously in, in I think play there. I think it's if you get one, you get the other. I think if, if Austin well, Matthews is... I mean, is he sco- scored 60 before and they didn't win the division. He is sure. Right. But I think that his dominance as far as scoring goals begets team dominance because the way he scores it's not like Patrick Line where he's no. shooting it from the, like you know the top of the circles right like he he dominates well, both, the puck right? he's capable of doing that but when he's at his best mm-hmm. and he's racking up 11 shots on goal like he did a couple of, of games ago yep. it's because he is dominating the puck right like and and <laughs> I think for this team to be at its best he needs to be at his best like I think it actually you know, for for somebody chasing an individual statistical performance, I think that's actually it, it's beneficial to the team's success if if Austin Matthews does what he did a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, the road to fifty five or whatever is beneficial for team success. But then, like again, like uh, go back and think about what it looked like when he was sitting on fifty six, fifty seven goals, and you know, it's not like it's killing the team to try to force the puck to Austin Matthews. There are worse places to put the puck in an mm-hmm. NHL game, but they are not a one-man team. This isn't Ovechkin. And, you know, the Capitals were good teams. They were deep teams, but this isn't even Capitals Ovechkin where it's just feed him, feed him, feed him. There's, there's several other players on this. The other part that I think is going to be interesting just from a statistical point, and this will have to take hold kind of way later in the season, is watching them try to get Marner to actually be a 100-point player mm. this year. Like, we talk about Matthews and how nice would 60 goals be for him. It'd be really nice. It might be enough to get him a heart trophy again this year. But what do you think means more to a player? Austin Matthews getting 60 goals or Mitch Marner actually? Not not the nice thing we say where we round up and call him a 100-point player, but getting to point to his hockey DB page and they're actually being three, di- three digits under the point column. Like, that is another thing. And again, like, should those things not go part and parcel? Well, if they're on the same line, they do. Mm. But if Marner's playing with Tavares, do those things necessarily go hand in hand? Not necessarily. So I, that's the other one that I'm I'm really watching for sure. Yeah, uh, he's got to pick up a pace if he wants to get to yeah, he does. 100 points because, yeah, he's been fine this season. But 29 points in 26 games for Mitch Marner. The other thing I was thinking about in, in relation to Austin Matthews 
to me, and I think mm-hmm. for for most people, being the number one thing that they're looking at. You know, if you didn't watch the Leaf game, I suppose, right. like, or looking at the box score mm-hmm. the next day, you're like, oh, did Austin Matthews score right. today? Um, is that that's become this team's like if there's a number one thing that you talk about, maybe not even as somebody who watches the Leafs all all the time, but somebody an outside perspective. Yep. Hey, Austin Matthews goal totals mm-hmm. after the 40 goal season back to a guy that could score 60. How many is he going to have this year? Earlier this season, it was William Nylander taking yep. the star turn, right? And part of that was going to Sweden. Part of that was also him matching Matthews in goal scoring season ago. He's actually got, he still has more points than yep. Matthews this season. But there was like a, I'm not, um, you wouldn't have been laughed out of the room earlier this season. We were talking about like, who's been the better player right. this season? William Nylander and Austin Matthews. And I think we all expected Matthews to once again emerge as mm-hmm. this, clearly this team's best player. But yeah, it's it's there that was a, a a real narrative that was building with this team. Not to say that like his agents cared all that much right. about that or even William Nylander considered that uh in bringing that argument to the table in a in a contract negotiation with Brad Tree Living, but it I if they were talking deal yeah. during the Sweden trip when he is like the face of mm-hmm. the National Hockey League and the face of the most important franchise within it. Yeah, things have cooled down quite a bit, and I, I do wonder if, yeah, obviously Brad for a living would way rather engage with William Nylander's camp now than he would have a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, there's something to that, and this is this helps highlight just how blistering Willie's start to the season was, but he's going to play a game tonight. We're 14 days into the month, and he has eight points, and we're talking about him like, like he's ice cold because, mm-hmm. again, because of how hot he was to start, but that's not that different. Like the goal scoring isn't there, but that's not that different than the pace he started the season off at. I'm going to use the Kiprios line because I think he's right about this. The price of poker does not go down. The, you know, maybe William Nylander had some, you know, crazy ass because he's feeling great wearing a tank top on some Swedish talk show. He's like, yeah, I need... I need 13. I need to be with Matthews. But the actual price that Mm. William Nylander is going to get even if he cools off in a big way towards the tail end of the no, season. It's going to be otherworldly, yeah. but like, yeah, to your point, like he could literally point to Austin Matthews and he can put to point to himself and it's like, okay, yeah, but I think, that's that guy. But like, I'm also like this guy and like and the you've separations. Been that guy for, you've been that guy for a year and a half. That right. guy's been that guy since, since literally he stepped foot in an NHL game, scoring four goals from the second. Matthews, I think is the... He is the one that we all come back to on this team. Like, we all have our little dalliances. We had it with Nylander of, wow, this guy's going so well. Look at him, look at him. Marner, there are moments where, and you're not wrong to say it. Marner, there are plenty of games every year where Mitch Marner is the best leaf on the ice. You could make the argument. He was their team MVP last year. But over the body of work, whether you want to look at that as over a full game, over a full week, over a full month, or over a full season, it's always going to be Matthews that's the best player on this team. And it's just moments like this always remind it that everybody else, it's the old Babsism. You find your level. And Matthew's level is just, it's not head, shoulders, everything above those guys, but it's so clearly above those guys. Yep. Uh, And he's on pace for 66 goals again this season, or 60 plus again this season. Leafs, uh, Blue Jackets tonight, Sportsnet, Ontario, 7 o'clock. All right, when we come back, Shohei Otani's going to speak tonight. Uh, be introduced to the assembled masses in Los Angeles. We'll talk to David Sampson, former MLB executive, host of Nothing Personal with David Sampson next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.